Theo, if I was going to write you a nutrition plan, what would be your goal? Man, I want to eat like a man and look like an athlete. If I was to write you a plan, what would it have to be? You know, it'd really have to be simple and stress-free. Lucky for you, I just wrote a book. Wow, really? Yeah, it's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete. Perfect. It's simple and stress-free. Where can I find it? You can find it in the show notes today. I'll click now. <laughs> Real talk. Guys, this one is for you, not for the ladies. If you want an opportunity to read my new uh, latest ebook, it's called Eat Like a Man, Look Like an Athlete, and it's a stress-free nutrition guide that literally breaks it down. It's super simple, gives you the foods you need to eat, what you need to eat, how you need to eat it, uh, what time you need to eat, how to adjust it according to your schedule, your lifestyle, your training, all that good stuff. So it takes you through everything. With that, you actually get access to a private Facebook forum to give you constant accountability and access to me so I can help you with your nutrition and answer any training questions you might have. So what you need to do, you need to go to the show notes, click the link. It'll take you to a landing page. It'll break down everything that's included. Once you click purchase, it'll take you to PayPal after you purchase the book, return to merchant, and then you'll actually get your copy in the mail and you'll get free access to the group after that. Um, if you go through this process and you have any trouble, just hit me up and uh, we'll get you going. Just me today. Cody, uh, we had to let Cody go. He's no longer part of the show. It's all right. It's a much better show now. <laughs> What's up, Shannon? <laughs> As I say that. <laughs> uh, no, he's uh, he's enjoying himself. Nice little getaway weekend with his girlfriend in uh, Cannon Beach, one of my favorite places. All right, let's get some people to say what's up. <laughs> Cody, fuck you. Is that what he said? False. Oh. False. <laughs> I just assumed he said fuck you. He's always telling me that. All right. So we're going to get into the top 10 fitness trends of 2017. Um, and the reason that I really wanted to go over a lot of this stuff is because I've, I've been getting questions about them and whether one or the other works. And um, so really, I just wanted to... Uh, talk about each one some of them you might have heard of some of them uh maybe not um and some of them i'm actually i'm actually pretty uh fond of and i'm, I'm pretty interested in in trying out um one of them um well I, I guess we'll just start with the with the first one so uh the first one is i'm, I'm sure you've you've seen it it's probably been probably been on your your Christmas list, your your birthday list or whatever something that you really wanted which is the fitness tracker. Um so if you walk through the mall or if you walk into um you, you know your gym or you going for a workout, you're probably going to see uh, a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or Garmin, what whatever it is, you're 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 probably seeing these and people checking on their their heart rate how many calories have, have been burned. Um, and like, I don't know, probably, what would you say? Probably like 50% of people at the gym now have one of these. And, and mostly I think the most popular one is probably Fitbit right now. At least. Yeah. Um, and everybody's got one of these. And like, I was watching somebody train, uh, during my warrior yesterday or no Friday. And they were like, Oh, I've only burned X amount of calories. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've heard that. It's pretty funny, but um, I think that it's it's good. I think you know it, it makes people a little bit more aware. Now, just like anything else, like it doesn't determine your success, right? And like like so many people are are getting so wrapped up in oh how many calories I'm I'm burning or. Uh, how many steps am I walking throughout the day? And it, it literally becomes like this obsession. Um, it should be more of a kind of like a wake up call, right? Like, okay, well, I've been sitting down for six hours today. 
I only got in like a few thousand steps. Maybe I just need to do something. And, and you can you can set a, a little goal for yourself, right? Saying, okay, well, maybe I don't need to get to 15,000 steps today. Maybe I should just get to eight, right? Like what's realistic? You shouldn't be stressing out about it. Like it should be more of a, uh, again, something to keep you a little bit more aware of, of how much you're actually moving. And a lot of them even have alerts now which is which is dope right and like i saw this uh actually jess has this water bottle i don't know if you've seen oh. it the one that lights up yeah. whenever she needs to drink it water looks like et like a little stomach glowing yeah so <laughs> again like for those of you who need to be more aware that's cool for me personally i'm not gonna spend uh whatever 50 60 bucks on a water bottle for it to tell me when to right. to drink right um and and i think that again like for most people you know you know to move Right. We've talked about it a lot, like open up, do a lot of, you know, posterior chain exercises. It doesn't necessarily have to be strength training. It doesn't even necessarily have to be going to the gym, like just walking, getting up like, you know, what we talked about on the Kaiser episode. Just move a little bit more. Right. Like do something to start, whether it's five minute walk around the block, um, you know, it's going to be money. Start somewhere. Um, but fitness trackers can be good um, as long as you're not getting uh, obsessed about it um, and trying to hit 15 or 20,000 steps every single day. Not necessarily um, the best way to go about it, uh, but definitely um, keep yourself more aware. Now, the second one, um, the second fitness trend is uh, what do we got? Sports, sports science or sports specific workouts. So when I was in school, uh, Tim Vegan, he he runs the uh, personal training program uh, at Highline Community College, um, or uh, what uh, everybody in Des Moines refers to as Harvard on the Hill. <laughs> Harvard on the Hill. Harvard on the Hill. All right. Everybody in that area kind of goes to you know if they don't go to a, a university, go to you. Harvard okay. on the Hill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just to make ourselves sound a little bit more uh, smart, <laughs> um, but actually, you know. The way he put it um, when, when I was in school and when I was going through the program was, look, like if you want to look like an athlete, you got to train like an athlete. Now, some of this comes down to genetics, right? Like I'm one of those people who can, um, you know, I start moving a little bit more. I don't necessarily have to do an incredible amount of strength training um, uh, for my physique to change. So some people, again, some people do, but again, it's, it's, it's all about really how you train, how you train. So, you know, when you're doing like more bodybuilding style or, um, when, when you're doing like splits or when you're, when you're focusing on a certain body part, um, you know, you're going to look like, you're going to look like a bodybuilder if you're doing it right. Um, and you're, and you're staying consistent, but same thing, if you want to look like an athlete, um, you know, you got to train like an athlete and that's been, uh, that's been all over the place. You've seen, you've seen Instagram videos of people doing a lot of plyometric workouts. Um, there's a correct way to go about it. You shouldn't be really going uh, high rep um, with uh, a lot of those plyometric workouts, um, especially if you can't control the movement. Um, there's, there's so many people who are, who are getting unnecessary injuries, knees, ankles, um, hips. I mean, all over the board, uh, shoulders. So those are just really the common, uh, the common places of, of injury. But um, there's there's a lot of prerequisites to training um, like an athlete, and I think that there's there's been this misconception like, oh, I got to do snatches or I got to do power cleans or um, you know these really really like demanding exercises that. Uh, like it takes a lot of time to really work on those mechanics and, and perfect that lift. Now, athletes now, if they're training with a smart strength and conditioning coach, um, you know, guys like Eric Cressy or Joe DeFranco, like, you know, these guys are, are training smart and it's not necessarily just beating these guys up. And actually when they're in season training or uh, when they, uh, when they're off season training, it's, it, it's, it's similar on how they approach it, right? Like nothing is at high risk. If you're training an athlete, uh, it's probably not a good idea to put a million dollar athlete on a BOSU ball. Um, so doing and, and calling it balanced training and saying that it's, it has a direct correlation to them uh, in core stability when they're on the field or on the court. 
Um, that's complete bullshit. That myth has been uh, completely busted. Um, so please, uh, coaches, do not put your your high level at any athlete on a BOSU or or anybody on a BOSU ball doing squats. It's ridiculous. Um, but uh, you you have seen this uh, a lot, I'm sure. People trying to do more sports specific uh, workouts, which is cool. If that's your goal, if you want to look like um, you know a sprinter. Um, you know, these guys are, they're lifting heavy and they're generating a lot of power and that's exactly what you have to do. Um, but I would definitely recommend that you outsource, uh, uh, for, um, that sort of training program and not just trying to create something that you saw on, uh, on Instagram or something like that, right? There's, there's a method to the madness, um, especially with this style of training for, for it to work for you. Um, you definitely have to approach it, uh, in that manner. Complex exercises take time to master, most definitely. So um, even for like a snatch, right, I was doing uh, a lot of powerlifting or uh, uh, Olympic lifts um, for probably about a six-month period, and I never even came close to uh, perfecting that movement. So it takes a long time. Um, And so like you should never rush the process. Really like patience is is key, especially with this style um, of training. Uh, the next one would be science-based uh, assessment testing. So with this one, I'm just going to pull up an article really quick. And I'm on, uh, I'm referencing um, men's health right now, or men's fitness, sorry. So they wrote uh, a really good article on this. They didn't necessarily elaborate too much. I'm kind of just taking um, different bits and pieces. Um, but, uh, I mean, you've probably seen... Uh, people who are on like in body or really doing like body composition style of um, uh, tracking, which is cool. Uh, but uh, again, like a lot of people are saying, okay, well, my my program is now it, it works because it got this person to, you know, from 25% body fat to 20% body fat. And this is Right. Like and then they'll market to that like, oh, here's here's what you can do or do this program in order to drop, you know, eight percent body fat in eight weeks or whatever. Right. So then it becomes a lot of uh, empty promises, I feel <laughs> like, you know, like For sure. it, it really just depends. And uh, there is there is a again, there's a good way to go about it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You just know how to you just have to know how to approach it. and You have to be aware of where you're at, right? So let's say I have a, uh, a new client. They've never trained before. Um, and actually I'm, I'm working with a guy named Ernie right now. Um, incredible, incredible dude. I love working with them, especially because it gives me an opportunity to really teach somebody, um, foundational movement, build strength that he's a plumber. So, I mean, he's got like chronic back pain. Um, and I've been training him for, six weeks now and it's like it's like night and day right his his results have come um really rapid but it's because his body is forced to is forced to adapt right so it's it's a it's much easier to coach somebody to success um in that who's in that position who's never trained before uh again you you really have to know how to go about it um, not saying that like any uh, any of the people who have been with me for you know three or four years that they're still not progressing. It's diff- It's just a different type of progression, right? And it's not as rapid. Um, so once you hit a certain point, um, you know the the results are going to come a lot slower, right? And and sometimes it, it takes some people to to really understand that and to to appreciate the process in order for them to continue to training. And, and, you know, that's something that I be home, um, you know, on a daily basis with these people. Uh, but again, like, you know, Ernie's no longer really experiencing lower back pain. Um, and it's been six weeks. And I mean, like this dude's lived like the last 10, 10 years with, with chronic back pain, shoulder dis. He said, he mentioned to me the other day that he's dislocated his shoulder at least 50 times just from work just from work, like doing stuff around wow. the house. Like it's gotten to the point where he knows how to set it in like himself. He doesn't know. He no longer goes to like urgent care or the wow. emergency room. Like he knows how to set it in himself. Wow. So that's how many times he's done it. I know nothing about dislocating my shoulder. There's no way I would know how to pop it back, pop it back in. Yeah. I'm not a physical therapist. Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. 
you know, I don't, if, if somebody were to dislocate their shoulder here, which I hope that that doesn't happen. Um, and, and I try my best to, to avoid that and strengthen everything around that to prevent that from happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's no way I could, you know, manipulate that back into like back into a good place. Um, but again, getting back to the science-based assessment testing. So, uh, I think that it's, it's good to track, um, your body composition to really see, like, especially like if, if you're, if you're really looking to improve overall health, that's awesome. Um, the reason I don't test a lot of my people is because again, it, it really be, especially with women, um, it becomes this thing like, oh shit, like, you know, I'm, I'm fat or, you know, it really messes with, uh, you know, their mental state. Um, cortisol levels go up. It affects the way they train. Um, a lot of water retention when you, when you do tend to stress out and, um, so I, I'd rather not have those people, uh, really focused on the scale, right? Really like right. take like the best science-based measurement for me is like, how do your clothes fit and how do you feel? Right. Because yeah. that has a lot to do with hormone regulation and everything more based on how you feel not necessarily yeah like how your clothes fit right Right. that's kind of just like an indicator like wow like you know this this works instead of saying well i dropped three percent body fat this week and like the next week it's it's half a percent and then people start to freak out right Right. um but it is necessary um again it kind of just goes uh based on how you approach it um recovery technology so this is all over the pra- all over the place. Uh, cryotherapy has probably been um, the most talked about uh, as of late. Um, there's also like you know these beds that people are sleeping in. To one of my clients just bought this. It's made by a company called Bear or something like that. Um, a bed. A bed, right? It's supposed to. Uh, it's supposed to improve your your recovery. I guess a lot of athletes are are buying this bed. Um, I don't really know, um, the, the science, uh, behind it. Like it alleviates the pressure points or is it sort of a, I don't know. He just said he, he literally just bought it because a lot of athletes, yeah, are buying it and, huh. and, uh, and have said that it improves recovery. Now he plays hockey. Yeah. Um, he's training with me three times a week. Um, so I mean, apparently he's, he's noticed a difference. I don't know if it's the placebo effect. Um, you know, I definitely should uh, look into that more. I'm actually in the market for a new bed, not right at the moment, but kind of looking around to see, uh, what we can get. Um, have you done, I know we've talked about cryotherapy and we all keep mentioning about it, but have you done it yet? I haven't done it. You've never done it. I haven't done it. Okay. No, the the coldest thing I've ever done was a cold plunge. Um, and there's again, there's, there's people who will say, well, no, it doesn't work. Like it's just freezing cold. And then like your body gets into like, you know, this really tense sort of state. And then once you get out, then it's kind of like, ah, and then you feel better. Interesting. Um, but I'm pretty sure that it, it does reduce inflammation. Think about like if you've ever sprained your ankle, right. Right. And you put ice on it. Yeah. it's the swelling's going to go down a lot faster that's because it's reducing inflammation um so again not everybody's going to agree with that it's cool like if i sprain my ankle i'm still going to ice it um and you know like if anything's been sore i had patellar tendonitis um probably th- almost three years ago and uh i would ice my knees after i was done like playing basketball or something like that so that in and, and that's not like it's not like the end all be all right it's not like okay well i should just do cryotherapy and then you know then i can train hard the next couple of days like that's not the point right yeah it's not it's not it's not there to uh to help you um to help you re- reduce inflammation and feel like you're in a good place just to go smash yourself back <laughs> into the ground right like you should be working on mobility you should be um, you know, going on walks and moving a little bit. And like, that's the, like everything kind of just fits into, right. Like your, your repertoire, right. Like you should have different tools. Um, and that's going to make you more successful, right? Like, don't feel like you have to spend a hundred percent of your time in the gym. Like I love all of my clients, but I don't want to see you guys five days a week. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) that's just too much. So 
I want everybody to explore different options of, of, uh, how they're going to move. Um, and like, ex- like definitely not just going into like cryotherapy too. like, you know, you can do massage, you can do, you can go to the chiropractor, you can, uh, you can go to a Russian bathhouse. We have one of those in Seattle. That's absolutely amazing. So, um, and, and if you guys haven't been, definitely go to, definitely hit up Banya. Um, that is the shit. Um, they should probably sponsor us. I don't know how many times At we've, this point, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times we've, we've mentioned it. Um, and if you guys have any, you know, of your favorite, uh, ways to recover, um, post below. And then I'm sure, I'm sure I've heard of it. There's so many, um, but maybe I can talk a little bit about it as well. Um, session-based group training sessions or programs. So this is one that we definitely implement here at, at Vigor Ground. Um, and, and I say here at Vigor Ground because I'm here right now. This is where I, <laughs> we have like s- several different locations of, of where we record. That's the good thing about a podcast. You can do it anywhere. Um, but no, we, we, I actually just got done uh, wrapping up what, uh, what I call Sunday Warrior uh and so uh, what was that probably about 20 people were in this were in this group training so this is something that Luca implemented uh, a long time ago it's been around since uh, I've been in fitness so it's pretty interesting that this has become uh or finally become a trend um you know it's it's definitely awesome to see people who who come in here and like it's really a very tight community um of people getting after it again this is like the way that we approach it like we definitely think about our our training program so it's not necessarily that something that we just come in and we ride on the board like it's actually pretty sick like a lot of the coaches here are pretty sick like you know we'll just think about it i i definitely think about warrior like a week in advance i might not have it all set out (laughs) um but uh, I definitely know like the template, what I'm going to do, yeah. um, the exercise that I want to implement. There's so many resources. If you check out, uh, Luca's, um, YouTube channel, there's again, there's so many exercises and so many different ways that, uh, you can really spice up your workout. Um, and, and doing it in a group based environment is incredible for people. They feel like they, uh, they aren't alone. Um, you're being coached through the, the entire process. Um, if you come here, at least I can't really speak for, um, other gyms. Um, but, uh, also we also do what's called small group training. Um, and this is, I think really what's catching on more than anything, more than like a boot camp or team yeah. training or anything like that. Right. So small group training, which is, could be anywhere from six to 10 people. Um, we have a couple going on here. Uh, I, I run one. Um, and then we, Cody runs what's called strength camp, which is an all guys training program. Uh, super dope uh, group of guys, um, incredible results um, seen there. But, you know, guys love training together, right? It's kind of like their fantasy league almost <laughs> um, of just of, of just lifting weights. But uh, the way Cody approaches that, coaches those guys, um, he puts them into like a Facebook group, constantly connecting, um, group outings and stuff like that. We did, we've done like all you can eat buffets to where we just do a monster training session and then we go eat afterwards. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and then now our newest one or which we've just brought back was, uh, uh, stronger. So this is the one that where if you listen to the previous episode, um, and I don't know, actually you might've edited it out. Um, it's, it's there. It's, it's there. It's there. So, one, one of part. the one of the coaches talking about like when they that's were doing gone. The, that's gone oh that's gone that okay gone. so I won't I won't mention that but if you were listening to it live then you heard um but no so it, really with a small group and I don't know, like it's just to me it's crazy that it's a trend it's just been something that I've known and that I've grown up in as like in my career um to where it's not really a trend it's just something that done you know every single day. Uh, and, and the small group stuff is, is awesome. And like, again, like you have that community based environment. Um, it's not necessarily the most specific style of training, but the way that we, uh, the way that we go about it is, you know, providing modifications for people, right? Like not everybody can do a, a full 
push-up or, you know, uh, on their hands and toes, right? Some people have to drop to their knees or um, not everybody can overhead press. Um, so there's different modifications. So it can be specific. Um, a lot of the times here, it's going to be more strength-based. You will go to other places where um, it is more like metabolic conditioning. Again, it, like it's awesome. Like it's just more about um, the community and, and the way that people feel when they leave. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, so I absolutely love um, the session-based uh, group training program. And I will say that those are how, how I originally started training. Yeah. And that kept me coming back. Right. It wasn't that fear of, okay, I did it once, I won't go back. I look right. forward to that, like you said, the community aspect of it and that's what I still do today. Yeah, and like for me, so for me, I've heard this several times to where, uh, people have said like, yo, like you are like the most intimidating person when I walked into Vigor oh, yeah. Ground, right? Yeah. Like you just have like this resting dick face and it, to me, it's just like, I'm, I'm focused, right? I'm either well, thinking how, how about, you, how do you take that though? Cause like, are you aware I, of it? I laugh. Or? I'm, I'm not aware of it when I, when I do it. No, like okay. I, I'm not like sitting there like, this is my dick face yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it, it's more about. Um, you're thinking you're you're running through things. right right and and yeah. a lot of times I'm coaching and and to me coaching is very serious like now I, I you know I do joke around a lot with my clients to get them laugh to get them to laugh you know like the day is stressful for most people especially in this country every single day is stressful Monday to Friday nine to five it's like it's like oh my god like you know I got four more days of this like are you kidding me work sucks um, their boss pisses them off. Um, <laughs> I, I won't say, I, don't know. I, I won't say names. Um, but I just, you know, I want to make people feel like, you know, this is a, a place where they can come to not only get a good training session in improve their own personal health, um, but to, to laugh, man, and just have fun. Um, so it's funny to me that I, I, I do get that because to me, it's like, okay, I'm focused. I take coaching very seriously. But I also, I also know that like my sense of humor is a lot different than than a lot of people's. Right. So you know my goal is to also get to get people to laugh. And you do a good job of that. <laughs> when you said that you've heard that from a lot of people, yeah, was it when they first started? Yeah. Okay, and that's how I had the same perception. But thinking about it in my shoes and how I went through it, I had a lot of fear and I had a lot of uncertainty coming here. Right. And thinking, I know we've said it before thinking everyone else is staring at me they're judging me even though they weren't nobody gives a shit but yeah. that's my perception yeah. but then when i see your thinking face i'm thinking oh shit he's so intense right. right he's gonna oh don't like don't make eye contact so i wonder if that's also their perception that adds on to because right. they don't even know you yet they've yeah. just met you yeah so possibly yeah and it that's why i'm so glad that we have these group training because then <laughs> when i do it right and i'm like joking around during warm-ups and stuff yeah. like that it's like okay this guy's not such a dickhead yeah so you know well, maybe hopefully others can see he's that approachable too. yeah yeah and, and most of the time now I'm, I'm definitely a lot better about going up and introducing myself to people which is absolutely huge sure. um learning names uh and that's been a project that that the whole team has been working on um it's a, it's a little bit harder for uh you know Cody and I to do it just because we've been here for so long. Um, and there's, you know, we got this, we got this challenge. We had a team meeting a couple of weeks ago and the challenge was to meet 10 new people. Right. But Cody and I were like, dude, like we've been here for like four or five years. Yeah. You know, we know pretty much everybody, but right. there, I mean, we, we constantly have new people coming into the door. So it's whenever I see that new person, I try to go and introduce myself. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Um, so to make sure that I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't keep that, that resting dick face on. <laughs> um, I love everybody, by the way. Um, I think that we got, did we get a few questions? More people talking. Hustling on a Sunday, you guys don't stop. Never. We never stop hustling. All right, next one, foam rolling. S like, why is this a trend? This is like a 2017 trend. A 2017 <laughs> trend. Who hasn't been on a foam roller yet? That's crazy to me. Like, I feel like there's, is there an infomercial on, on foam rolling? I feel like I should feel, be. there should be, right? Like there's all this useless shit that's going on all day and the foam roller isn't on that. So like, and specifically foam rolling, it wasn't any other types of, no, it was just, it was just, or like self myofascial release. So, sure. um, 
you can use a lacrosse ball. We have uh, it's like this big metal stick. Oh, I forget yeah. what it's called, but it's like Thor's hammer that we do yeah. like. See, I know. can see those as being more of a trend, evolving from a foam roller. Yeah, but I think yeah. that with with that, it comes going to a a, a gym like this, right? Which right. is they're popping up more and more, um, but also um, with small business or in fitness, um, I don't know the exact uh, the exact numbers, but most like. And when I say most, it's like 90% of gyms or, you know, somewhere around there, that's just a ballpark, a ballpark number are, are going to fail within, uh, five years, right. Or they're going to close, um, in the fitness industry, people really aren't too business savvy. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of these people think that, well, I'm really good at programming or I know how to work out. I really enjoy it. And I'm personable. Um, that they're going to run a successful business. Uh, I've seen firsthand um, that that's not necessarily the case. Look, like what Luke has got going on right now, and it's it's very it's it's made me aware. And I told him the other day, I was like, man, you you make opening up, you know, this monster gym. I think it's like ten thousand square feet, give or take. Uh, you make it seem like the most incredible thing and also the, like the worst thing I could ever imagine at the same time. And it's funny how that happens because there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I, I think that really, you know, people should uh, really think about that when you come into vigor. It's like, man, like what all did it take in order to get to this place, you know, and, and it's super inspiring. And, and hopefully we get, we get Luca on the, uh, the podcast really soon. Um, to get him to talk about the evolution of Vigor because, you know, it started in Slovenia. Um, then, you know, he was out here for playing college ball, ended up staying out here, uh, and then opened up like this, that, well, you know, he worked at like, I think Vision Quest, LA Fitness, and then opened up his own, uh, his own gym. But it was like this garage, like this thousand square foot garage. And like no windows, no sign. <laughs> and like it, you know, I don't know how people knew about it. Right. Um, but he went from that to now being in, I think this place is 4,600 square feet, um, which seemed probably like the most state of the art facility when, you know, it first opened. And now we're just so packed full of people, um, you know, on certain days, certain times, um, to now where it's like, man, like we've definitely outgrown this place and now moving into, uh, this massive facility facility that's like two and a half times the size right. of, of this place. So there's a lot, again, there's like so many, you know, behind the scene, uh, sort of, uh, things going on that it's like, man, like how much of a headache and I see him day in and day out. And like the dude is just like stressed out. Um, but at the same time, like he's got like this vision in mind, uh, and he's really like, he knows business, right? So, and that's why it works. He's been in business for a long time. Um, but a lot of people come into it thinking like, okay, well, I'm just going to open up a gym and then they kind of just learn as they go along and then they just get overwhelmed, um, stressed the fuck out, out, burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, I just want to burn everything to the ground. Um, They're relying on those memberships that aren't showing up, but they're relying on those people that are paying and not going. Right. And that's not a good model. Um, what about lacrosse balls? So, uh, like people will find certain trigger points, right? So if you, and this is a question that we just got uh, on live, um, uh, people will use lacrosse balls, especially for me, uh, my pec minor. So right here, like where, uh, almost like my chest sort of meets, uh, my armpit or just below it, right? Like I'm very triggered up here. Um, and, and what I mean by that, it feels like a ball of, of tissue, right? Like um, imagine that, right? It's just really tight. Um, and I, and I want to get that to release, especially if I'm, if I'm going to start pressing, um, on my, on my lats, as, uh, as well. Um, I mean, my lats, I can pretty much do anything in my, in my lats fire like that. Um, and if I feel them, right, if I just, and I can just feel it right now, I have a, I have a huge ball, uh, of tissue, um, that's built up. So, you know, I'll use, I'll use the cross ball specifically on those points. Um, and, 
just practice practicing like deep breathing um, while I'm on uh, that trigger point to help the tissue uh, sort of release. Um, I think that the lacrosse ball is best used on your feet. People really don't understand how how much uh, how much benefit they're going to get from foam rolling or doing a lacrosse ball or self myofascial release um, on the bottom of their foot. You think about how much time is spent on your feet um, unless you're just in front of a computer sitting down all day but even then just like the shoes that we wear they're not they're not the most functional right like it's it they're more for like the aesthetics like you know they're more for uh the fashion um of uh of of your ensemble or your outfit whatever you want to call it it's not necessarily designed um for the best function of your foot so a lot of the times if you roll like the bottom of your foot like it's it sucks now i'm at a now i'm at a point to where it's a lot better uh, my foot doesn't cramp up every time I do Bulgarian split squats. If you know what I'm talking about, definitely roll out your feet before um, you get into any sort of – you should do it before any sort of training. Um, you should do it every day, um, but specifically before you do, like, squats or, or deadlifts and stuff like that. Um, you know, because what it will do, it will – especially, like, I mean, you can you can work on ankle mobility, but if you, if you were to do uh, – if you were to roll out your foot on a lacrosse ball and then you were to get into in like an ankle mobility drill, right? If, and you could just use that as the test. You're going to get significant uh, improvement. Um, and I've seen that. I've seen that myself. Um, so that's that's actually a good place to start. Do we have any questions up there? Not yet, no. Oh, okay. Um, so definitely lacrosse ball. I mean, they have, their, they have their place. I mean, a lot of the times, like, it just sucks. Um, and I think that... Uh, people just get stuck on one thing. It's like, oh, like, man, like I just love causing pain, but it's just one way to kind of make the muscle a little bit more pliable. There's different ways that you can go about it. Acupuncture, um, uh, dry needling. If, if that shit is even around, I think a lot of acupuncturists are going after the dry needling community, which is completely ridiculous, but, um, it is what it is. Uh, again, going back to uh, all the cryotherapy stuff, what it is, is just a, it's, it's a way to help your body recover, um, and, and allowing your body to perform in your favor instead of being triggered up and, uh, in, in, in threat all the time. Uh, the next, the next 2017 fitness trend is studio like gym. So we kind of just talked about that, right? Like all these gyms, just like vigor, um, popping up, you, you probably know of, uh, facilities in your area that are, are very similar to kind of what we do here, have the rig, you got suspension trainers, you got, um, squat racks, you got bumper plates, you got kettlebells, you got, uh, maces, club bells, all that's all that sort of stuff. So that's popping up uh, all over the place now. Um, again, this is kind of just the environment that I grew up in as far as, you know, my, my professional career. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Um, these gyms are awesome. Uh, and I think that a, a lot of what makes these gyms so successful is not only, um, you know, these people reaching out for, uh, uh, business coaching, which I think that everybody needs a coach in really all aspects of life, especially business though, especially if you run a, uh, a fitness facility. Um, and one person that you can hit up to definitely is Luca. Um, this dude is a, a monster when it comes to coaching people on how to run a successful business. Um, you're welcome. Uh, but uh, yeah, like understanding that and understanding the, the business, the business strategy, um, think about it this way. Like you have to know how to run a successful business because if your passion is to really help people um, and like you want to make this your career, like you have to know how to run your business. You have to know um, that, you know, the longer that you stay in business, the more people that you're going to be able to help out. So I'm very grateful to have worked for somebody, uh, like Luca and continue to work for somebody like Luca, because I know that bigger ground's not going anywhere and that I'm always going to have people to help. Um, and that's just, that's just based on the strategy, the approach that we take. Um, and you know, I could go on and on, but to me again, it's, it's, it's very interesting that this is, uh, 
this is now a, a 2017 trend that people feel like they want to open up a studio like uh, facility. Um, I think it's awesome. I think that uh, everybody should be doing their doing their due diligence and going to continuing education seminars, um, you know, watching webinars, uh, watching YouTube channels, reading everything, like as much information as you can get your hands on and experience that. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you a few things that, um, when, whenever I go to a seminar or let's say a fitness summit and there's so many different speakers, I'm not going to sit through the entire, like just the way that my brain functions, I can't do it. And I'm not going to retain all that information. So I'll pick like three people um, that I want to learn from and I'll listen to those people. I'll take notes, um, especially if uh, you have an iPhone, if you have like a voice memo. Um, Like this last seminar that we just did with Christian Thibodeau and John Russin, like all of that stuff I have on voice memos so I can listen to it over and over again. I pick different things out of that, like key takeaways, and then I implement them right away um, into my own personal training um, and then uh, the way I coach clients. So there's there's a couple of different ways that you can go about it, right? You can do it that way um, because I feel like I'm, I'm the best way for me to learn something is to teach it um, and, and teach it over and over again. And sometimes I have anywhere from 20, some days, 25 sessions in a day. And I'm using that tool that many times. Um, so it really just comes down to repetition and that's how you learn stuff. Right. And that's how you, that's how you're going to grow. Um, but don't feel like you need to listen to every single person and then, and then implement every single thing that they're talking about, because you're going to get confused and some things, right? Like if you're, if you're at a, if you're at a coach or if you're at a seminar and you're listening to one coach and then another coach is kind of saying something that contradicts this coach, right? Like if you don't really understand that and then you try to implement it, it like, like what does that do for your, what does that do for your client? So, uh, my advice would be to, it would be to, when you, when you attend a, a fitness summit or anything like that, like take a few key takeaways. Like if you're listening to three people, maybe take like one or two things from each of those people and implement them right away. And the best way to do that is with yourself as well, right? Like you're kind of your, uh, your guinea pig, not necessarily your clients. You want to make sure that you know how to do it. Um, that, like you feel like, let's say a trap bar deadlift, if you learn that in a seminar and uh, you've never done it before, like maybe you should do that first before you give it to your client and not just repeating the coaching cues that that, that coach said. Does that make sense? So when like I found so many different cues and like created it for myself just b- based on my understanding of specific movements um, and then uh, you know, cause different things work for different people. Like if I say butt back chest up to somebody and they're doing, uh, and they're doing a deadlift, like that doesn't work for everybody. I got to find different cues to coach that person to success. So a lot of it just comes with experience, but, um, definitely for these people who run studio like gyms or who, uh, are trainers, um, in a studio like setting, like, man, this is something that you absolutely must be doing. Um, and those, I, I really want to say that versus just pointing it out to every single trainer, because if you work in a studio or if you attend a studio or you own a studio like Jim, um, those are the people who are probably listening to this podcast because those are the people who are continuing, continuing their education. So, uh, well done for those of you guys who are, <laughs> who are listening, um, the next, the next trend would be hotel gym partnerships. This I am a huge fan of. Um, I've, I've traveled to different, uh, hotels and been completely blown away at the type of equipment that is in these hotels. And it's kind of like walking into a bigger ground, right? It's insane. Like some of them have trap bars. They got bumper plates. They got platforms. They got squat racks. They got dumbbells up to like 150 pounds. They got, uh, they got kettlebells and, and, you know, they have foam rollers. So I think that that's an awesome direction that, and that's the best direction that these people can be going. Um, and I think that a lot of that has to do with, uh, social media or the positive, 
the positive outcome, I, I guess, of, of social media. So even when people travel, um, and I have a lot of people who are gone anywhere from eight to 36 weeks out of the year who I literally have to program for just to go, um, uh, just to go to the hotel. So I have several different hotel workouts, um, and a lot of it is what they can do here. Now I have to adjust it a little bit because I'm not there coaching them. Um, but, uh, it's incredible that it like where it's gone from treadmills and a bench press and dumbbells up to, you know, 30 pounds to now, you know, trap bars and bumper plates and, you know, like really, uh, like setting these people up for a good experience because it's no longer just an old treadmill and elliptical in the corner. Right. Right. <laughs> and it like, yeah, like a, like a hundred, like it was like literally like as big, I went to a gym in, in England that was literally as big as this office, right? Wow. hundred and like 150 square That's foot. That's crazy. Right. That's awesome, there was like though. three of us in there trying to train. Yeah. And like one lady's just like on the elliptical, like another guy's just doing like crunches or like just bending his neck. Yeah. And then like, I was doing like dumbbell snatches and like they're looking at me like what the fuck what? um but yeah man like i i mean i went to vegas i went to miami and these these places that they have state-of-the-art equipment Crazy. um so it's definitely going in an incredible direction so well done to all the hotels that are, are doing that um and good job for you for going to those gyms when you were at the hotel <laughs> yeah because how many people well really how many it's people hard were, it's, it's hard even for me well did you know that the well, that's the first hurdle. But did you know that the gyms at the hotels were nice? No. Okay. So that would be the second thing, right? Because yep. I probably w I would think about it, but like when I traveled in the in the fall, I just did stuff in my hotel room. Yeah. I didn't even bother to look at the gym because I assumed it was going to be that old rickety closet space. Right. Had I known, maybe I would have. So. Right. And it's not even to say that like you need like every hotel needs this right like there's so many things that you can do um that's not in the gym um and and you can still get a get in a good workout but it's it's kind of just the uh the environment or like you know how much they care about their uh uh their their clients experience yeah, right awesome. like so for, for hotels to go into this realm and, and really care about like what's going on, um, fitness wise and, and wanting to produce the, the best experience, um, you know, for, for everybody who's coming to their hotel, man, that's incredible. Um, on to the next trend. So 2017 top fitness trend. Number nine, audio workouts. <sighs> I don't know how much of a fan I am of this. <laughs> I can't hate on it though. I can't really hate on any of this stuff because it promotes right. movement. It promotes, um, you know, fitness and, and so the audio workout look like, again, you can't beat the face to face coaching. Like, let's just understand that. Like you can, you can listen to somebody, but again, like what I was just talking about was certain cues for like certain cues work for certain people. So not everybody is going to understand just deadlift or, or here do eight reps of a deadlift and then do eight reps of a push up, take a 60 second break and then you're good. Like, man, the other person on the other side who's listening to that audio, right. And trying to do this workout, man, they could be butchering that, right. that workout. Right. And they could, they could be getting hurt now. Like I just said, it's not completely bad because some people just need to move. Right. right. And I think that a lot of people too, like, you know, just because everything is in the palm of your hand now, especially with your phone. Um, if I don't know a specific exercise or if I want a little bit more of a demonstration or explanation on an exercise, I'm going to go to YouTube. Right. Everything is on YouTube now. Um, again, it's, that's, that's a good way to have it just because you can see something if, if you're a visual learner. Um, but, some people aren't like that. So again, coaching trumps everything. And, and I think that another, uh, fitness trend that wasn't on, uh, this list mm -hmm. is online coaching or, uh, you know, hiring a, a trainer that might be in another state. Now right. I'm not hating on that. I'm actually getting ready to kick off, uh, my own, um, online coaching business, but you cannot trump the face to face like you know what i mean like the face-to-face -face interaction right 
Like For I'm sure. always going to be a better coach in person than I am online. Right. Like period. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just because I'm there and I'm, I'm looking at every little movement. Right. And, and seeing where their weak points are and how we're going to work on that. Um, and I mean, you can, you can go as far as doing like FaceTime or anything like that. But again, like, you know, it depends on how that person sets it up and can you really see everything that's going on, even though that you're looking at it, um, over video. And that's why like, you know, on YouTube, um, you know, some people might go on there and they might try to learn an exercise, but they don't really see exactly what's going on. Um, they might not really be, you know, in tune with their body enough, uh, to be able to pull that off. Um, so, uh, again, like audio workouts, it's interesting. There's several different apps out there that you can go to as long as you're moving. Cool. Good on you. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to hate. Um, but understand that nothing is going to trump, uh, working out with somebody in person. Um, and I think that it's, you know, to go back to the whole online coaching thing, like it's good. Like if you don't really have like a quality trainer in your area, because it is, believe it or not, very few and far between, and if you think about it, this is a billion dollar industry, yet people are uh, bigger than ever. Cancer's at an all time high. Obesity keeps going up. Diabetes, all these different things. So really, when you look at it, the, fit- the fitness industry is really lied to you, right? Like it's constantly feeding you lies every single day when you're on your phone, scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you're on. Um man, like you're, you're being pitched a bunch of bullshit, um, just for somebody else to make money. Um, so unfortunately, man, like that's just the way it is. So if you don't really have that quality trainer and you're continually or continuously getting hurt, um, or you're just not really seeing, uh, you know, the result that you want, um, again, like reverse engineer, really evaluate what's going on. What's the situation like, does this guy or gal have, you know, my, my, my vested interest? Um, or should I reach out to somebody who I feel like, uh, can really take care of me? So again, online coaching, incredible. Um, and, and that's just one way to kind of get around going to, uh, your local fitness facility and wasting your money because you don't really know what to do mindful workouts and guided meditation. This is everywhere now. Like, man, like a few years ago when I first got onto, um, I don't, I don't use guided meditation. I use an app to where it, uh, and honestly I haven't meditated in probably like a month, um, which I should. Um, so somebody, somebody called me out real quick on just make me do it. (laughs) Somebody's jumping on. Um, (laughs) Like fucking meditate, you motherfucker. You're a dick. You're resting dick faces on right now. Uh, there's so many out there right now. Like Sleepstream is probably the most awesome. Uh, and really, it just plays. It, it plays sounds like you know, like waterfalls and stuff like that. And then I just run through uh, my own mantras. Uh, but there are guided meditation apps that's been huge for people. I think that this is. I'm a big fan of this because I've personally experienced uh, you know, the, the benefits of, of meditation. Um, thank you for calling me out, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) um, yeah, like I think that it just makes you so much more relaxed. Like it, 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 uh, it allows you to create space, especially if you have a lot of stress in your life, man, give yourself 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and, and really just, again, take time. And even if you, especially if you feel like, Oh, well, I I can't like I'm on a deadline. I can't get it done. Like, man, like take 10 minutes, just chill out, practice your breathing, um, run through different mantras, put on the guided meditation. It's so much better. Um, And like I can just feel my like it's almost like I feel lighter. Right. Like because, again, like when you're under stress and you're under threat, like you're, you're really tense all day. And when you're constantly in a tense state, it just becomes normal for you. So for me, I want my, I want my normalcy to really be kind of, you know, relaxed. Now, again, I haven't done it in about a month or so. Um, and another way for me to create space for myself, I have a dog and like, that's, he's actually, we, so in order to get him into our new apartment, uh, we got him registered as an emotional support dog. Right. Right. And we, we laughed about it, but it's actually legit because 
stress and anxiety occurs every single day, especially if you're an entrepreneur or, uh, you know, you're just, you're really, you're really kind of like tense all, all day, right? It kind of just depends on your job and, and how you approach it. But even though I do what I love, there's still stress and anxiety that comes with those things. So for me to go out and walk for, 45 minutes to an hour, um, with my dog, man, like that's just my ability to create space. And we actually moved, uh, we moved on out to the East side. We're kind of in the, uh, in the sticks right now. If you guys have ever been to, uh, Issaquah to me, it's kind of like the sticks. And even though it's like, it's, it's 15 a, minute drive from it's a long ways from Harvard on the hill. <laughs> right. <laughs> For real. Like I grew up by an airport. So there's just like so loud and you know, that's what I'm used to, but it's, it's actually a really good change of pace for me. Um, just because I can, you know, I can create that space. Everything is quiet. Um, I love it. So, um, again, meditation, it might not be for everybody. You can go on walks. Um, you can do again for me, like I'll just do like some mobility stuff in the house, especially if I'm just sitting down on programming for sometimes, you know, it'll, it'll go like two or three hours. I don't even realize what time it is. Um, and then I just have to move a little bit. So whether I go on a walk or I do some mobility really quick, um, it, it just makes all the difference. Seriously, just 10 minutes a day is going to, uh, is going to elevate you most definitely. Um, so again, we got people on here on live who are completely agreeing. Try it for yourself. Don't just take, uh, don't just do it because it's, you know, it's a trend. Um, and you feel like you need to do it if it's, if you really aren't a allowing yourself to create that space, um, and, and down regulate, then maybe it's not for you. Maybe you need to go on a walk. Maybe you need to go get a massage. All these things are different ways for you to allow your body to relax. Um, whether you're playing a sport, I know that when I play basketball, this is actually, this is, fu this is funny. Cause I was thinking about this, right? Like Cody and I were talking about this a while ago. Like he goes and skates skateboards, um, to really create that space for himself. Um, and, uh, I was like, yeah, man, like, you know, I love playing basketball, but I'm such a competitive asshole <laughs> when I play basketball. It's like, I don't know if it's meditation or not yeah. because like I'm talking shit. Um, I'm trying to beat you <laughs> and not just trying to like, I'm trying to like, humil hum I can't even say it, humiliate you, right? Yeah, that's the right word. Humiliate you. Humiliate you. <laughs> I'm trying to mutilate you. Um, no, I'm, you know, I'm really just trying to just make you feel because like, that's just the competitiveness in me. Damn. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to crush you. So I don't know about yeah. how much that is okay. meditation for me. Uh, but Therape I do, therapeutic. I, I will say like this, like when I'm, when I'm hooping, I don't think about anything else. I don't think about work. I don't think about any, anything else that's going on in my life. Like my goal is to beat you and it's <laughs> to put the ball in the hoop. So I think in some aspect it is. It Relax. is, yeah. But I don't know about the. It's electrical. creating, it's creating <laughs> that space to from the stressing, <laughs> stress and anxiety. But at the same time, like I'm coming to rip your fucking head off. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well. Yeah. Do we get any questions on here, yeah, guys? Not. If you have any questions, that's that's it for the uh, the fitness trends. If you want anything else, um, you know, any topics that you want covered, if you have any questions, uh, post them in here. I'll give you guys um, a few minutes um, to do so. Uh, and uh yeah before we wrap it up and first of all i i do want to shout out everybody who who jumped on uh live thank you guys for for tuning in um man we had some incredible ratings and reviews i i never i don't think any of us really paid pay attention to it um but as cody was reading those the last time that oh, that yeah. we met up i was like man like that's awesome. I had no idea. There's so many coaches all over the world who, who said that, you know, we really helped them out and they, they appreciate all the content. Um, guys, it is, it is absolutely real content. It's not just like the trendy thing to do. Actually, we were told, um, you know, by a few people that podcast, the podcast realm was super diluted, um, and that maybe it wasn't a good idea and we should just go live. Um, and you know, yes, like, there's a lot of fitness, uh, podcasts out there. Um, but a lot of people are going on, on, uh, Facebook live as well. So to us, man, we just wanted to do it. Thank you everybody for the ratings, the reviews. Um, if you haven't yet, please do so subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching this on Facebook and Instagram right now, um, 
and we're going to be doing this every week. Um, every week that we do uh, that we do record a podcast, we are going to be doing um, you know a live uh, live episode. So it's just a good way for us to interact. So you guys can uh, can catch up with us, see it in real time before Michael edits out um, <laughs> some of the uh, inappropriate shit that we say. Um, but uh, you're welcome, brother. Um, so again, please, guys, rating review. We want to get better. That's Again, like that's a big part of why we do this other than bringing free content for if you're a coach or somebody who wants to get into uh, training. If you're confused where to start, send us questions. Um, man, we're happy to help. Um, also, we're, we are doing um, and I talked about online coaching. We are we do have an application. So if you want to reach out to Cody and I uh, for uh, to hook up your program um, and help you get started or help you break through a plateau, whatever, um, you know, definitely hit us up. We have an application. So click in the show notes, I believe. Yep. So click in the show notes. Um, and you do have to go to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast in order to do so. All right. So I don't think we got any questions. So that is going to wrap it up. Peace. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.